The Cincinnati Bearcats were shredded by Louisville in the Wasabi Fenway Bowl on Saturday, and I hope to never have to recap a game like this again. Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, thank you so much for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen of every day. We're free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to our Lockdown Bearcats YouTube channel. Follow it, too, to get an alert every time we drop a new episode. My name is Alex Frank, your host each and every day here on Lockdown Bearcats. We are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. First of all, um, regarding the Bearcats uh, 24-7 loss to Louisville in the Wasabi Fenway Bowl on Saturday. What was that game? I mean, that game, and going into that game, I was excited that the Bearcats were getting to play at Fenway Park. We're getting to play Louisville. The keg of nails rivalry was going to be renewed. And then the game turned into unwatchable. The game turned into, like, what game am I watching here? I'm watching now Fenway Park. As Dan Horde said on the radio broadcast Saturday, is America's most beloved ballpark. And he's probably right. Right? Fenway Park is an icon. But at the end of the day, that game on Saturday was unwatchable. You had, if you're the Bearcats, you had your top six pass catchers out. You had players who had changed numbers prior to the game. You have players changing numbers at halftime. During the game, you had an interim head coach. And I give Kerry Combs a lot of credit for leading this program the last three weeks through a very, very turbulent time. But the game is being played at 11 o'clock on a Saturday. 11 o'clock. I mean... If you're in Cincinnati or Louisville, you're probably not doing yard work during that time, but you're also probably not completely up and juiced up and jacked up for a for an 11 o'clock game, right? New Year's Six games don't start at 11 a.m. They start at noon or 1 or 3.30. 11 a.m.? Why 11 just so we could get the game over with. And this is why I hope to never have to recap a game like this again. This game for the Bearcats was so far removed from la- from where they've been the previous two years. Really where they've been for the last five years, if you think about it. The military bowl being played at noon on New Year's Eve, that's fine. The Birmingham Bowl played the day after New Year's at 3 o'clock. Eh, not ideal, but not better than this. I mean, your season is over before Chris before Christmas. Um, for the first time since 2015, when you played in the Hawaii Bowl, we're not used to that. We're not used to playing in games that most people don't care about. Louisville only had three time, three full time coaches 
coaching in this game. And this is how the Bearcats finished their season, playing this game. Really? For a program coming off a college football playoff appearance, heading to the Big 12, and you lose by 17 to that school who just gave you their head coach or you hired their head coach from. You didn't even coach the game. And yet Louisville shredded Cincinnati. Only three time, three full-time coaches coached the game for Louisville. Jeff Brom did not coach the game. Louisville was led by Dion Branch. Now that name is now that name is pretty household worthy. But think about this. You come off a playoff appearance. You only make the Fenway Bowl. And then you play like this. It kind of puts a sour end to a season that had such high expectations and importance. And this is the way it ends. Someone asked me on social media earlier this week. I'll I'll find the exact question. Someone asked me. They go, should Cincy be proud or ashamed? First of all, those are two polar opposites when it comes to meaning, right? When it comes to um, whether to be proud or ashamed, of course, of course it's ashamed. What is there to be proud of? You went nine and four. Congratulations. And for anyone and for any Bearcats fan listening to this, which all of you listening to this are Bearcat fans, maybe, you know, maybe you're just checking this out, which, hey, we like that too. But Bearcat fans listening to this, if you hold this program in higher regard and higher expectations, don't you think that you should be ashamed of the way this season ended? You lost in the Fenway Bowl. A bowl game, the Wasabi Fenway Bowl, excuse me. The first the first ever Wasabi Fenway Bowl. And it's cool Fenway Park and playing in Boston. But it's not like playing in Atlanta, in Mercedes-Benz Stadium for the Peach Bowl or AT&T Stadium for the Cotton Bowl. If you hold this program in higher regard and higher standards than in years past, you are ashamed of the way this season ended. There's nothing to be proud of this season. Nothing. Yes, Kerry Combs did a fantastic job leading this program through three weeks. And you can say, well, what was there to lead them through? A head coaching change? Bowl game practice? Players opting now? This is a very, very important time for college athletic, college football programs. And we're going to talk about that more in segment three. So I give Kerry Combs a lot of credit. But as far as play on the field, there's nothing to be proud of this season. It was a dud. It ended up being that way. Here was a program that scratched and clawed all season and put themselves in position to go to a a fourth straight conference championship game. And yet, this is how it ended. 
two straight losses, including a bottoming out, rearing its ugly head dud in the Fed, in the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. And if you're proud of that, and you still hold this program in higher standards, I would I would reevaluate those. Because I hold this program to a higher standard now than I used to. And that is why I am ashamed of the way they played on Saturday. I don't care if these many players were out 24-7. And the way that the game played out. Louisville shredding Cincinnati on the ground. Shredding. It wasn't even close. 287 to 55. 419 to 138 total yards. 24 to 11 on first downs. That's not Bearcats football. I don't care who's playing or who's coaching. That is not who the Bearcats are. Now, I said this season, earlier in the offseason, way, way back in January, when the Cincinnati sports curse still existed, that this was the most important season in Bearcats football history, 2022. But the more glaring issue, we'll get to the importance of this season in segment three, but the more glaring issue I have from this game is that the Bearcats have some uncertainty at the quarterback position. We will get into all of that after I tell you how this episode of Lockdown Bearcats is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs because LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So I have experience with LinkedIn Jobs, positive experiences. Um, when I was at Bearcats Media and we were hiring our staff members, I just posted what we were looking for, who we were looking for, what we were looking for. It's so easy to create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs, then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. It's simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. We got to finish the year strong. What? Today's December 20th. We got 11 days left. The right team member can help you do just that. Someone who is, you know, nose to the grindstone. Someone who is, you know, just positive and spirited this time of year. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash college. That's LinkedIn.com slash Lockdown College to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Thank you for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. Make sure to check out Lockdown Sports today for your second listen. The biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less, plus instant reactions, game recaps, and Lockdown's take of the day. Lockdown Sports today available on the available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. So the glaring issue that the Bearcats have now is Evan Prater. And this is why this season reared its ugly head, a season filled with such high expectations, because now you have questions about Evan Prater. Can he be the guy? He's made two starts 
So can you really conclude anything? If your answer is no, you're reasonable. But if your answer is yes, you're also reasonable. Because Evan Prater, through two games, has simply not been as advertised. And for a program that, for years, has really done a good job of being stable at the quarterback position, if there was anything that was a hallmark of Luke Vickle's time, it was that they were consistent with quarterback. Desmond Ritter was a starter all four years. Ben Bryan played in 11 games, started 11 games. That's great. But now you have questions. Evan Prater is your highest ever commit in the 24-7 sports era. That came out wrong. 24-7 sports era. But you now have to ask, can can Evan Prater be the guy? Because I feel like there's uncertainty, excuse me, at the quarterback position. After going just 10 of 26 in his first start against Tulane, Evan Prater on Saturday in the Wasabi Fenway Bowl, 7 of 15 for 83 yards, was sacked seven times. Prater also um, had 13 rush attempts. Now, I don't really know if they were rush attempts, um, minus 30 yards. Those came on sacks. So by that count, maybe it should only be six rush attempts. But this is a problem because you go back to the game against Tulane. In that game, in his first career start, now the stakes were high. Prater was 10 of 26 for 102 yards. One pick, only sacked one time, 83 yards on the ground on 18 carries. Long run of 18. So we've seen good, but we haven't seen really much of, um, I mean, we just really haven't seen him wow you yet. Yes, he threw for a touchdown in the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. That's great. But seven sacks with what he can do? Athletically, that's a problem. There is definitely uncertainty at the quarterback position going into 2023. Prater has potential. We know that. I've said that many times. But it's been a struggle the first two starts. He hasn't wowed you yet. He hasn't Now, he hasn't had a whole offseason as the guy to develop and mentally prepare for the season. But now you've got Brady Drogosh lurking right behind you. He could come in and win this job. It's not inconceivable to think that. And if that happens, you know, you have to think about also, does Ben Bryant come back next year? There are questions, but there's a script left to be written with Evan Prater. And one of the more fascinating narratives of the offseason is going to be what happens to him. Last year was, he was going to be the guy, then Ben Bryant came in, Prater made it a competition, and people clamored for him to play and start last year. Well, now you've got two, and let's be honest, they're not that good. So here's a problem for this team. Imagine Evan Prater coming in with all these accolades and pedigree 
and this is all we get. Two starts in the regular season finale that the Bearcats lost, and then a dud in the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. The Bearcats are entering the Big 12. Does that mean that Brian Prater, because I think what you're going to see is, yes, Luke Fickle was a great head coach, and what he did for this program will never, ever be forgotten. His legacy will live on forever here. And he is to be held in high regard all the time. You want to say something negative about the way he left? Go right ahead. I'm not. By the way, for the record, I know Brian Kelly left in a terrible way. I still have a tremendous amount of respect for what he did for this program. So, here's what I'm thinking. Fickle's style of play, I don't think would have won in the Big 12. I think Scott Satterfield is going to win in the Big 12. I may be overly optimistic. Or you might think I'm being overly optimistic. Because I've been reading your comments on our YouTube YouTube posts. YouTube videos. Some of you think, maybe I'm being too optimistic. However, I'm not going to shy away from that. Because I know Scott Satterfield, being a former quarterback, is going to put a good team out on the field. You're going to see up-tempo. You're going to see ground and pound. You're going to see athletic quarterback, whoever that is, Prater or Drogosh. But because of Luke Fickle, do Brian and Prater become holdovers from him, and do they then leave? Completely make over the program. Completely refresh it. New quarterback and Brady Drogash, he comes in, starts next year. Do you start fresh, or does Prater finally make strides this offseason? We're gonna it's gonna be very, very interesting to find out what Evan Prater, how Evan Prater's offseason plays out. Spring ball is gonna tell us a lot. But what you cannot do is when you step out onto the field. For your first game in 2023. And the schedule has not been fully released yet. We know the non-conference schedule. If you're Cincinnati. When you step out onto the field. At Nippert Stadium. Saturday to September 2nd. Against Eastern Kentucky. You cannot go into that game. Thinking you have, a, you have an answer at quarterback. You need to know for sure. Because even though the Bearcats had an answer this year, it was a storyline all season. You need to know your quarterback's going in there, and he's going to play well, and he's going to give you a chance to win every game. There's a lot of questions at the most important position on this team. And it's a position I'm concerned about. And it will dominate this offseason. I will tell you right now, most of these shows this offseason will be about the quarterback and Evan Prater and what his offseason turns into and what Brady Drogosh, if he can come in and immediately become the starter. If that is the case, if he comes in and becomes the starter, does that mean Evan Prater leaves? Imagine for a minute if that happens. 
A lot of really, really fascinating storylines surrounding the quarterback position. Coming up, how to remember the 2022 Bearcats season. I will explain after I tell you how this episode of Lockdown Bearcats is brought to you by NHTSA. Did you know that driving high is considered driving under the influence? That's right. Driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every state, even in states where marijuana is legal. That means driving high could get you a DUI. And if you think law enforcement officers can't tell when you're driving high, you're wrong. Your friends can tell. Your coworkers can tell. Even your parents can tell. Everyone can tell. And that definitely means law enforcement officers can tell. So what makes you think that law enforcement officers don't know when you're driving high? Driving under the influence of marijuana can slow your response and change how you would perceive time and speed. So even if you think you're fine to drive when you're high, you're not. Because the bottom line is, if you feel different, you drive different, and driving high is driving under the influence. So, remember, drive high, get a DUI. Paid for by NHTSA. All right, looking to make a move? Take the guesswork out of the home buying process and hire a professional real estate team with a track record of success. Debbie Weckstein Frank is a realtor with Coldwell Banker Heritage, and Steve Maloney is a lender with First Community Mortgage. They will be there to help you every step of the way. Debbie and Steve are both longtime Miami Valley residents who have helped hundreds of people just like you find the home of their dreams. You can call Debbie right now at 937-672-3942. That's 937-672-3942 or visit teamweck.com. Twenty twenty two Bearcats season. Um, you know, it was definitely, I think for me, and this was my first this was my first time really covering uh this was my first time covering a football season hosting this podcast. By the way, today is one year anniversary of my first ever show. Man, have I come a long way. Um so this season was it was a grind, it was a slog, it was Never easy. Even the the victories against Kennesaw State and Miami, they weren't easy. But I'm going to remember this season, unfortunately, as a disappointment. Because I really feel like, considering where this program was in 2021 and 2020, and how dominant those teams were, and I get it, you lost nine players in the NFL draft. Now, if the Bearcats had won their bowl game, I might feel I might feel differently. But you lose your home game winning streak in the final regular season game against Tulane. You lose your bowl game in terrible fashion. I don't care if the bowl game doesn't mean anything to people around, to college football fans around the country. Maybe Bearcat fans didn't really invest much into this game. But you know the players did, and the coaching staff did. And those who covered the team did. This is a really disappointing season. Kind of a dud. And by the way, I will tell you now that Luke Fickle teams, as much as I love Luke Fickle and everything he did for this program, two and three in bowl games. Two and three. Not good if you ask me. Um, You lose... A game at home, you lose to a former conference rival, and a game that you lacked energy defensively. 
Ivan Pace playing in this game. 16 tackles. Tackle for loss in the sack. He was there. Next closest, Jaheim Thomas with eight tackles. But this was a Cardinals team in Louisville that ran for 287 yards. Maurice Turner with 160 yards. Jahar Jordan, or Jawar Jordan, 115 yards, two touchdowns, two players over 100 yards. Bearcats only ran for 55. Leading rusher was Ethan Wright, eight carries, 43 yards. Corey Kiner had just 14 on six carries. Bearcats had 55 on 38 carries. Louisville, 287 on 49. That's a dud. You go from 9-2 top 25, inside track to the New Year's Six Bowl, to this? And your season's already over before Christmas. Deal. Right? Now you're going to the Big 12. And this is a key part here. Because you're coming off a mediocre season in the American Athletic Conference. In the American Athletic Conference. Now there are more questions about this team than there were before the season began. Losing nine players to the NFL draft, fine. But there were questions about the cornerbacks. There were questions about the the quarterback, obviously. And there still are. But now, the offensive line hasn't been playing well. The running game is no longer a true strength of this team. And now there's uncertainty surrounding the head coach. Not ideal. For a program that's going to the Big 12, there's uncertainty. Think about where this program, think about where this program was a month ago. One month ago, this program was going to play for the right to host a conference championship, and I think they would have beaten UCF. Now, they're coming off a loss in one of the earliest bowl games of the season, and they have question marks surrounding very important pieces of any football team, players and coaches. I said last year is the most important season in program history. Bridging a playoff berth and the Big 12. And now you feel like this offseason is the most important offseason in program history. Because it's going to set the tone for where this program goes. And I'm genuinely concerned about where it goes. I think it's going to be in a positive direction. I think Scott Satterfield's got a firm hold on what he wants to do with recruiting. And that's great. But I also know that the quarterback has to be right. I also know that the offensive line is now in question. The running game is now in question. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow on early signing day. Russ is going to join me for an episode, um, our live room on Thursday this week, podcast form on Friday. I'll recap early signing day on Thursday. Um, So there's a lot that's going to happen. But what I can tell you is, what I can tell you is, there's a lot of questions that we're going to have to answer this offseason. What happens with Evan Prater? You know, what does the offensive line look like? What does the Scott Centerfield coach team look like? What is recruiting? What is recruiting going to be? 
Who's going to commit on early sign? Who's going to sign an NLI on early signing day? A lot of questions that are surrounding the important offseason heading into a Power 5 season. Your last season in a Group of 5 conference ended with a dud. And I will never forget that. Now you're going to the Big 12. The expectations are high. This program kind of, it feels like a lot of people all of a sudden aren't nationally aren't paying that much attention because of the coaching change and because of how last season played out. So locally we are. It's a very, very exciting time for the Bearcats, but it's also a time of uncertainty. You're transitioning to Power 5, uncharted territory with a new head coach, and you're coming off a dud way to end the season. Find out the tone of this offseason sets. On tomorrow's show, a crossover with Lockdown Big 12 host Josh Neighbors. He will join me to discuss the Bearcats hiring Scott Satterfield, the season the Bearcats had, um, and the transition into the Big 12. So Josh Neighbors joining me tomorrow. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Frankie underscore 90 with two N's and an ATI. You can follow me on Instagram, AlexFrank9 underscore. Email me at Alex3Frank at Gmail. Hey, thanks for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen today. For your second listen now, make Lockdown Sports today your second listen. Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes. Get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. Lockdown Sports Today podcast is available on the YouTube, on YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Alex Frank for Lockdown Bearcats. Have a great rest of your day. Josh Neighbors from Lockdown Big 12 will be with me tomorrow on a crossover edition. Look, look, looking forward to that. I'm Alex Frank. I, I'm Alex Frank, part of the Lockdown, Lockdown Bearcats. This part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Have a great rest of your day, and I will talk to you all tomorrow right here on Lockdown Bearcats.